powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show! Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy, guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Like the Kool-Aid man says, oh yeah, and welcome to my show. Thank you, Duvall Nation, for that welcome. I am your host, Derek, and as before... I am incredibly humbled that you have decided to hang out with me for what will be an hour of fun and insight as we meet another extraordinary person. So, what's been going on the last two weeks? Well, first off, the last episode featuring Walter Egan was a complete success with the second highest listening audience download since we started the show. I want to thank Walter again for coming on the show. It truly was fantastic. Not much really report, but I will say we finally have the schedule figured out for the next six episodes. And we'll be taking a week off in the middle of July, but don't worry, that won't really matter as on July 30th, we have an interview of absolute historical value and it will premiere. Trust me, believe me when I say this is going to be an episode you will not want to miss and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. In recent news, and kind of interesting news, I was reading about NASA and the drill they ran with the um, scenario that an extinction level event asteroid was going to impact with Earth. The sobering result, there is currently no technology on Earth that can stop an asteroid barreling through the cosmos to hit us. Not even Bruce Willis, in all his infinite wisdom, could get on that asteroid and blow it apart. I challenge all of you to seek out the report. It was quite detailed, very intriguing, and if you're a space nut like I am, trust me, I had a great time with it. So, welcome to episode 18. You are asking... Who do you have in store for us this time? Well, allow me to impress you, ladies and gentlemen. We have on the show renowned therapist, addiction specialist, and medium, the great Audrey Hope. Believe me when I say this interview was hands down one of the most insightful and engaging discussions on all topics ranging from energy, recovering from trauma, and so, so much more. So, as I say time and time again, let's just get right on into it. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome to the show for the very first time, direct from California, the great Audrey Hope. Audrey, welcome to the show. How are you today? It's great to be here, Derek. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) I start my first question. It's the same as all the other guests before you. How have you been... uh, navigating the COVID-19 world? Great question, because I always think it's about perspective, you know, and in the work that I do, you have to look at it from a higher, like as if you could take a, you know, a carpet above you and look at the higher reasons for things. And in that, I think to look at the positive and what really changed during COVID. And yes, I work in a healing center, but people have come in and have made all sorts of transformation and remarkable changes they've been forced to. So for me, too, just to look at, you know, bear it and just look at good things that can happen from it. Mm. So can you tell us a bit about where you grew up and at what age did you decide to pursue education that has led to uh, your success in addiction therapy and trauma healing? 
Well, I grew up in Queens. Well, I was actually born in Brooklyn and lived in New York. And I was always, you know, devoted to becoming my best self. I mean, even as a, you know, being very young, I just always wanted to be the best. And I had this, you know, yearning inside of me, like this feeling that I was going to do something, you know, big. It just was there, you know, it, it was just like in the silence of my heart. I just always knew it. So I was just always trying to, to perfect myself. And as a matter of fact, I went to England when I was young and, you know, I, I was in a theater camp there and I was always looking for teachers. Mm. I was always looking for out-of-the-box teachers, you know, people that were, you know, really could help me become my best self. So this journey started young, and I just kept following whatever came. And, you know, like they say, follow the yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. I just kind of surrendered to it and, and went along with it. And that has been my greatest advice. Just follow what comes. Don't resist. And, and it will always lead you to a wonderful place. So this mission that I went on, it was like the doors opened for me to become a healer. And, um, and I just didn't resist it. I remember it all started in a, when I came to California and I was in a clothing store. I worked in a clothing store and women would come into the store and tell me how unhappy they were. I, I was just blown away by that. Like they didn't like their bodies. They didn't like the way they looked. And I said, I have to do something about it. So I started a talk show. This is going back years. And I, I said, I got to tell women they're brainwashed and I have to do, you know, let them know that they can change. I said, just give me 20 minutes with them. So I created the show. This is way back before anybody was doing YouTube or anything. You know, I was very dedicated to just like having people on, the voices that could really, you know, enlighten and help. And so that's how it began. And then I remember sitting in my room and saying, okay, there's got to be something else with this. I'm going to wait for it and see what happens. And then I got a phone call. It literally happened like that. And I ended up at a rehab and teaching and healing people for years. I've been doing it for 20 years. I forget who said it. You mentioned earlier about people being around you. Is uh, I, remember, I forget who said it, but it was a wise, very wise person that said, part of the success of your life journey is about the people that you surround around you. Yes. And I, I truly believe that. I do. And people you meet along the way, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So again, the perspective to understand that, you know, if you say, I want to be in my life mission, doors will open. Mm-hmm. Doors will open, and, and I always say it'll come to your front door and, and tell you exactly what to do next. Mm-hmm. And that has been, that made the journey magical. I believe it was a, a very famous Frenchman as well who said uh, the most important thing in life is not the triumph, but the struggle. The struggle and to understand the path. You know, no one gives you a manual, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? So <laughs> part of the manual that needs to be written is that pain is the fuel that will activate you and will inspire you to change. People are so afraid of pain. You know, we've all been in so much pain for how long, you know? Mm-hmm these last few years, right? Yes. But it also is the fuel to enlightenment. And even when I, you know, I work with people who are you know, very addicted and in trauma, it is the gateway, the doorway in that you know, where you stumble, there lies your treasure, or on your knees you begin to look up. So when you are, and when you, I would like to say to your 
listeners, look at pain differently. Don't fight it. It will lead you somewhere, and it will make you heal what you need to heal. I like that. That's that's very uh, that's very enlightening. So you hold a Doctor of Divinity degree, is that correct? Yes, and I work in the soul. You know, the soul is a missing piece in healing. So I work in a team. I work at Seasons Rehab, and we work in a team. You need a lot of different pieces when you heal something. You can't just do one way. But my piece is the soul, which is really going to be like a new frontier, and um, which is to look at the higher reasons, past life, the other side, karma, destiny. You know, why are things happening the way they are. You can't just diagnose somebody, Derek. You can't just put them in a box. You have to go underneath, down, down into the deeper reasons for things. So it's really fascinating to heal on that level, from the level of the soul. Sometimes it really is a past life. I don't know why people have such a hard time believing that. Is it Buddhism, I believe, that the reincarnation? The right, well, uh, well the right? I, guess it, I guess they do. I'm not, you know, subscribed to anything. I'm just, yeah. like, more New Yorker and just, like, <laughs> whatever is is there. Like, I'm very practical um, in a way, you know, and common sense. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, some of the cases that, you know, when, when children start talking at a young age or start doing things at a young age, Things that don't make sense, things that are weird, things that are Shakespearean, mm-hmm. things that are dramatic. You know, you meet somebody, you ever have that experience where you meet somebody and you go, oh my God, I feel like I know them. There's like a reaction in the body. That's past life. And, you know, even it was Einstein, he said, you know, exploring, you know, I think if he was still here, he would explore the soul. Because, you know, that is the higher reasons. And psychology is very oriented in the mind, the rational mind. You have to go beyond that into the deeper reasons of things, the energy of things. So a lot of the clients are doctors. They come to the rehab and they've, they work 17, 18 hours on an op, you know, in surgery. And then they're all tired out. They don't understand that, that they picked up energy and they have to heal it. They have to release it. People store energy, um, and it goes into the body, and it just stores there. Like imagine a closet that just gets more and more things. And they don't understand that it can get activated, and they get angry, and it has to be released because you were storing everything for so long. So energy, a lot of times anxiety, is just energy, too much energy, overwhelming energy that has never been released from the body. And also people are in trauma right now. They, we've all been living in fear. Fear is an energy. You cannot let it live in the body. It's like a tiger, a monster. It needs to be released on an energetic level. And then speaking of relationships, you know, people get divorced, right? They they sign papers to, to end the relationship. That doesn't mean it ends. <laughs> Or, or, or Derek, people die. That doesn't mean it ends. They energetically stay with us. So unless you learn how to look on that level, to cut the cords, to, to heal what needs to heal on that level, you'll still have problems. So energy is a big part of my work. And toxic people can really kill you. I mean, you're in the room with them and, 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 and you don't feel right. You felt good before they came or before you were on the phone with them or before you were in the room with them. 
and then you don't feel good, something happened energetically, right? I will put a lot of stock. I will put a lot of stock in that. And the reason I say that is um, the job that I do professionally, you know, other than the show um, is very, very, very toxic. And when I can see it in the people who are there, like, you know, there are good people who walk in the door and within a few weeks, they've all just, they look like they've just been beaten. to death. <laughs> and the, you talk about the people that, you know, you're put around. There are people who are just completely, I, I'm, I hate to, I hate to say it in such a way, but they're just not good people. Yes. Uh, somewhere along the, uh, somewhere down the road, as they've been chasing success and money, they sold a piece of themselves. And now they're 100%. They sold their souls. Yeah. Uh, There aren't words to describe sometimes some of the things that people tend to get away with. But if you, if you see it every day, yes, it just, it just wears on you. Exactly. When I I come home, sometimes I I literally slump in a chair. I'm just like, I cannot (laughs) believe I got through today. And I cannot believe I've got to do this again tomorrow. And with the pandemic, the way it is, Jobs are not a plenty, so people feel trapped in this cycle because they're afraid of the alternative, where you know they they will have to sacrifice their happiness but not have a roof over their heads. Right. So when you get home and you're in that chair, you have to find a technique, like you shower every day, yeah. to get rid of that energy. Yes. You also have to have a protective shield around you. You know, like a shield. I will help people have a shield. Two feet. I put this like coconut kind of egg shape around them and you can create it yourself you know we have these powers it, it has been taken from us but it's time we get it back we have powers to control our energy and our thoughts so if you create the shield two feet above two feet to the right two feet underneath two feet to the left and live in the shield when people are giving you their toxic energy it won't be able to get in and that's an important way to live with these with, with these people that are toxic and also to watch the news, you know, carefully mm-hmm. so that you don't, it's all a trick to keep us out of our divinity, our divine power, our, you know, it, it's all tricks. And we, ha- and I'd like to tell your audience too, don't buy into it. The idea is to keep the light going in the body and let things bounce off because Derek, we are really, truly going through an alchemy of change. This has been a wake-up call. It goes like this every once in a while. There's like a big thing that happens where it's time to wake up. Mm-hmm. And spiritually, that's what's happening. So it looks horrible and dire, but you you know, you know have to wake people up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, pain is a great way to wake people up. So, you know, don't buy into all these tricks that are happening in the world. Stay anchored that things are going to get better things have to change and we're going through a process of alchemy i you know i believe and I've, I've said this to many people in my in my private life is that major events that happen you know in, during our lifetimes i consider them to be stones and when you throw a stone in a pond there are ripple effects yes and those ripple effects are either positive or negative change there's no there's no there's no difference between the thing when you see the ripple but like i said like um, when the space shuttle exploded space shuttles were made safer when um the towers fell you know we had you know tsa and stuff like that um when when nascar when that one very famous driver died they made the sport incredibly safe 
So like for every cause, there is, a, there is an effect, but you know, sometimes it takes a horrible event to bring about a positive change. And it's time, you know, they call this, they actually call this the go- we're moving into the golden age. I mean, this is a prophecy, like we'd move into a new time period. So when you heal something, you need all the crap to come out. You know, you don't want to take 20 years with a therapist, buy them a house in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to get to it quick. So if you can see it, you can heal it. That's the good news about this time period. We can see everything because if, you, if it's underneath, you will never heal it. Everything is out in the open. And that's a good thing because then we know what to do. So I just want to say that. that That's also a process of healing that is very necessary. Let it all come out. So, so I did a lot of research on you just, you know, just prepare for this interview. And one of the things I noticed was um, you've worked with a plethora of like athletes and celebrities. Yes. How does it feel to be in the same room with someone who is universally well known uh, and having like lay bare their problems? Is it, does it give you a, I don't know how to say it, basically. Is it, do you get like, wow, these people are just like you and me. What a great question, Derek. That's such a great question. No one's, no one's asked me that because I have worked with a lot of famous sports people, baseball players, you know, car, uh, racing car drivers. And, um, I think that it's true. We all suffer the same. And, um, that's an important thing to know, you know, that it, it doesn't come from money and fame everybody's searching for inner peace, right? So they find out, well, yeah, I had all that, and now I don't. Some of them have aged, and they've lost their careers, and they want peace. So generally, we all want peace. And that was a very amazing thing to notice, that we are all the same, and we want the same things. So I've had the privilege to sit with these people and... I'm, I, I honor it. it it's tremendous um, to be able to, I've had also famous musicians, um, famous actors, actresses. It, it's amazing to see that we are all the same and we want the inner, the inner, you know, to thine own self be true, uh, to be authentic. If we, you mentioned, if you, you will pay a price. You know, we have to pay the check on everything that we do. If you if you want to do drugs and you want to go the shortcut way, you'll pay the price. If you lie, you'll pay the price. We get fooled because we don't, like especially now, we don't see it. We don't see the accountability for things yet. Mm. Yet. But it depends on, you know, what, what you think. Higher. Why are we here? What's it all about? Right? This is school. This is an earth school. And karma is is it happens. What you give out comes back. You don't always see it immediately, but it does. And I think we're gonna see more of that in the times that are coming. Because no one gets away with anything spiritually. You know they say that when we pass we pass, we, we look at a life review. Have you heard that? You know, there's a life Yeah. So you look at yourself, you look at yourself, you judge yourself. You know, see what are you getting away with if you're lying? Can you sleep at night? These people don't sleep at night. Yeah. 
you, there was a very famous movie I remember, uh, Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. Yes, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Your life. The second you yes. said that, I'm like, I love that movie, and I haven't seen it in forever. <laughs> I love that movie too I, because there's truth in that movie. I would like to subscribe to that as well. I, if there is such a thing as, you know, hey, look, you know, you've done you know X number of years on Earth, you know, hey, good job, or you know what, I think you could do it better. I, I yeah, I, I, I like that idea. Yeah, and you looking at yourself, they say the lens is in your third eye and you put it out into the movie screen and you look at your life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my missions is to, you know, educate people so that they understand what's going on with the path. We, we, we don't go on this spiritual path and it's all, you know, fun and games. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, reach nirvana. They call it spiritual bypass. Like you're using now spirituality to hide. The path is difficult. And as you rise up in it, it gets more difficult because it's like going to the gym and putting more weights on, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to the gym, you need that. So the path is, as you rise in light, the opposite comes. The darkness comes to challenge you. When you know that, you can navigate through it easily. But people are not, they don't understand what the hell's going on. So the soul perspective gives them, you know, the, the insight, even to know with drugs and alcohol, what's the shame about? It has, it has been your path. You know, let's find out what's going on and move through it. And I have found addiction to be a gateway into enlightenment. Unbelievable. To me, I've actually never spoken to a medium of any of any kind. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. say, according to you, you're a clairvoyant psychic medium. At what age did you realize that you had the, the ability to do that? Wow, Derek, these are amazing questions. I I, oh. I I think that you know, as you heal, you become more intuitive. As you clear it out, you know, like Michelangelo said, clear out the stuff, and there's there's the work of art. You know, it's in there, right? Move the stone. So in healing, as you become more, you know, uh, self-realized, you naturally become more intuitive. You naturally become more discerning. So for me, as I worked with great teachers and was really dedicated on the path, I really want to help people. So if they need to talk to their relative on the other side, it became more of, for me, the, the, the impetus to help. So I, I got those gifts because of that. So um, it became more and more. And even in the last two years, it's become even more, even during COVID, even more intense as I kept on my path and kept up with the challenges and just always rising up and, and, and staying this way. It really helped me to, to perfect my gifts. So um, it's not that hard to speak to people who've passed. Um, it, this isn't all there is. And when you dream and go to sleep, a lot of times our relatives will try to talk to us in the dream state because we're, we let go of our rational minds and we're in like another dimension. Mm -hmm. They don't want to scare us. So if you kind of open up and say, I'm, I'm okay, I'd like to talk to you, they'll come in your dreams. You know, people have dreams about their relatives who passed. Mm. So we can go up and actually talk to them. Um, I, 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 was, I was doing a show called Past Life Detectives, very interested in past lives, and I 
was pitching that show to Hollywood. Um, and I had a lot of unusual cases that, you know, in the University of Virginia, they're doing studies with children to prove, you know, you'll, people always need the science. So let's give it to them. It, there, there's cases that where, you know, people end up having um, little kids are like smoking cigars and playing dice at three years old and, and, and doing things that are strange or airline pilots, um, you know, coming back and seeing their uh, this one case saw their uh, same uh, group that they were in 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 some battle and met them. The the child was like ten and the guy was eighty. I mean, there's cases that prove we are more than this life, and so death is another doorway. So we can, you know, I can help someone do it themselves. That's my thing to help you become more psychic and intuitive. It's, it's easy to teach. It's not that hard to teach. But for me, I'm available for it. It blows my mind. People come in and they say they lost a child. Um, they had a miscarriage. I'm like, no. The child wants to come in another time. Mm. See? So it's not, and they have. I, I, You know, I have clients that have babies that they thought they lost, and they just came a different time. So I have documented cases where this is this is real. Uh, you know, I'm not airy fairy. I'm I, like I like to see results. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of a long-winded no, answer? No, no, no. That, that brings me to the next question because I, I I've actually written out about the dreams. I want to ask this question. Since, since you are who you are, and I, I'm, this is fascinating to me, what is your opinion on things like telepathy, deja vu, and, and like I said, you just mentioned dreams, obviously. What what do you when you hear these things in these words, what what do they what kind of instincts do they bring up in you? That there is something there. There's something there to it. If someone's having a deja vu and they say, Wow, this is so weird, Audrey. You know, when I met this person I felt this. That's their in that's their intuition talking. That's their intuition talking. Deja vu, there's something there. Have you, Derek, ever gone to a city, a place? I had this experience in England where everything was familiar to me. Everything. Mm. I remember going to this house. I, I had this thing with Shakespeare. Not being able to move when I was in, I don't know if it was Windsor Castle or whatever. I could not leave this corner. Something happened to me there. And, and and so it's very, very common sense. Have you ever had that experience where you went somewhere and you felt, oh, my God, I've been here before? I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm struggling to recollect if I have. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, that, but I, I just have forgotten it. Mm-hmm. But, um, have you ever had that with a person? Yes. Okay, so there it is. Like, oh, yeah, my God, I, I feel like I, I know you. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. So yes. that's how it is. It's very common sense. Like, oh, my God, I feel like I know them. And people... Or understand that language. There's nothing hard for them. If if I have the group close their eyes and I say, you know, who are you attached to? People are very intuitive when they just take the time to be still. That's one of the things that happened in COVID too. Like we were forced to be still. Mm-hmm. No distractions. I mean, stay at home. Reevaluate <laughs> what you're doing. Right. You know, a lot yeah. of people changed careers. A lot of people changed what they were, relationships, divorces, what they want to do, started businesses, right? 
Yeah. Because they were forced to be still without the distractions, and that's part of healing too. You know, one you have to. That, one of the yeah. things that amazed me the most about the COVID nineteen pandemic of twenty twenty, like not this year, but the, the last year, is that people had to basically almost reinvent who they were. Yes. Um, pr perspectives, priorities, all got shifted around, and I, I, I mean. Just for a, just for a giggle, I always used to say like we've seen enough disaster movies. We should have been kind of ready for this mentally, but um, <laughs> yeah. True. But um, no, it was I, it was amazing. Some of my friends went through amazing transformations. They started a business they've always wanted to do. Which you know, when you think about, it, you're like, is this really the right time to start a business? And some of them are thriving. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of them have lost lost their jobs, and they had to you know take up a new profession, or or some of them went back to school. But yeah, um, you are correct. I, it, the last year, I think, has been like a, almost like a renaissance of, you know, of, of humanity. Yes, it's so interesting. Like people say, what do I do, Audrey? I, should I go right? Should I go left? And I'll say, it doesn't matter. Stay still. Sit on the couch and wait. Which is kind of opposite of always moving and acting and doing things. The doing, be stay in the beingness of it, and things will come to you in the stillness. We're not used to that, you know. We're, we're used to running and and going. So we've stillness and calmness and getting in touch with ourselves is very important mm -hmm. in order to really figure out what we're really here to do. Most of my life, um, professionally, since I was, you know, old enough to work, um, I've always had a job out of necessity. Like I had need, you know, I need a check. I need, you know, to live and stuff like that. And it wasn't until the last five months that someone's, um, I think it was, I think it was either my wife or one of my friends sat me down and said, like, Derek, what is it that you want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've never been put in a position where someone's asked me that before. It's, it just never has happened. And I sat there and, it, and I had to think of it for a, like two weeks. And I'm, <laughs> I, I've got kind of a, I've got kind of an idea of now finally what I'd like to do. And I'm obviously I'm keeping it kind of close to my chest right now. But other than that, I'm, I feel like, you know, this might make me feel like I've accomplished something with my life. Again, well, that's know, where again, the money again, comes the stone, from too. The, yeah, exactly. The stone in the water again, you know? Yeah. You know, do you make this choice and what are the ripple effects, you know? So life purpose brings money, you know, life purpose brings money. When you're connected to what you're really meant to do, that's the gold. That's how, that's the energy of money mm -hmm. coming from what you love to do. I couldn't even conceive of what I'm doing. It wasn't any, even in my wheelhouse. But what I'm doing is everything that's natural to my heart. Mm -hmm. And I created, you know, soul work. People used to laugh at me. I, well, okay, I'm doing it anyway. So the thing is that the sparkle, the, the, the real fuel for money is in what you love to do. Guaranteed. What you, if you follow what you love and your life purpose, it will bring you money. We've all been called. We're all here on the planet now to enlighten the planet, to enlighten the people in it. So someone who has a calling like you will be put out front because that's what's needed. That is what the times mm -hmm. are, are calling out for. People with 
insight, wisdom who can help us all rise up in advance inside. So that is the gem now. It's like a commodity that's needed. That, trust me, uh, what was it uh, Voltaire said? Uh, common yeah. sense is not common. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you... <laughs> I, <love it>. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that one. So I love it. Yeah. Wow. I just, um, from hearing you, and, you know, it seems like you just got to follow your own heart, your own voice. Mm. And that may be one of your sole issues to have the courage to do that, you know? Because you're so deep and have so much to offer. And it's important to, to just go on that. Mm. Let that lead you. I can, I can feel that in you. Well, thank you for saying that. That's, that's actually one, one of the nicest things uh, I've heard in a long time. Thank you very much. Well, it's true. It's obvious, right? I, I'd like it's to obvious. believe so. Yes. I mean, it's just who you are. I can tell by your questions, by your insight, by your depth, mm. that you know you really are... You're being called for something, and I would follow it if I were you and just go for it because it's something stirring here for you. Okay, Duval Nation, we are going to go ahead and take a little break, but we'll be back after a word from our sponsor and also to cast a spotlight on two well-deserving friends of the show. In the meantime, refresh that drink, stretch, and remember your deep breathing, Clouseau style. See you in a few minutes. Hey, do you have a podcast or maybe you're just thinking about starting a podcast? Well, I am Chris from Podcastic Audio, and here I show you tips and tricks on how to make your audio sound the best it possibly can with the gear you already have. With two years of experience on the Chris and Christine show creating the finest audio I possibly can make, I will show you the tips and tricks I have used on that show to make the audio sound fantastic. So if you have any podcast-related questions to your audio, you always can email me at podcasticaudio at gmail.com like this guy here did. His name is Joe. Joe writes in from the cast. Hey Chris, when we all sit down together to record our episode, our audio is too low and it has a lot of echo in the recording. How do we make our show sound better? Well, Joe, is the microphone you're using rhyme with the name Betty? And is that microphone in the same room with you? I'd start with that stuff first. And for more podtastic audio information, you can go to anchor.fm slash podtastic audio, and you keep on making your amazing podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details, and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in everyone's books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until the 30th of June for new users on all modes of transportation. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love your journey. Terms and conditions do apply. Be sure to add that the Derek Duvall Show sent you there at checkout. Hey everyone, I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and we do a podcast about life, love, and hot topics. 
We're family friendly. Yeah, well, mostly. And you can catch us every week. So subscribe to The Chris and Christine Show on your favorite streaming service. And buckle up, Buttercup, because you're in for some fun. Some fun? Oh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. Welcome back, Duval Nation, to The Derek Duval Show. Did you get plenty of that deep breathing done? Now, you know, I read an article recently on The Scientific American that said humans have the capacity to live up to 150 years. Yes, that is not a goof up. 150, that's five zero years. That's also on the chance that you've hit the lottery for amazing genetics. That means no cancer, no obesity, definitely no diabetes, etc., etc. Good living, a lot of exercise. Now, I know you're thinking that's not possible, but think Rob Lowe in Parks and Recreation. But I ask you to think to yourself, would you want to live such a long life? You will outlive your family, friends, children, grandchildren, etc., etc. So while you ponder on that, let's get back to our fantastic interview with the absolutely amazing Audrey Hope. I want to uh, go into a next phase. Um, you offer relationship counseling in addition to trauma recovery. Yeah. We established yeah. earlier. What is it like to hear these kinds of problems? And what is your approach to begin the healing process? Is it is it just like a one or two session? You hey, good to fix, or do you intend? Do you have like a long term plan? Um, well, uh, I have clients that I've had for a really long time. You know, I have my own business, mm-hmm. Transformation with Hope. But it's really because people want like to have great love, money, happiness. So there's all sorts of reasons in manifestation. When I go to work at Seasons, trauma, addiction, r- sexual abuse, real, real, real deep stuff. Mm-hmm. So I never have a plan. There's no, I'm not following a system. Like, I have to do this. I, I'm just in it with whatever needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. So um, with relate, it always comes down to relationships. Everybody ends up talking about their relationships. So um, I've been composing a book for a long time. Hopefully I'll get it out. It's, and it has to do kind of with the science of relationships, meaning like if you do what needs to be done, you'll have it. I just go there and I get the nuggets and the points that can change. I don't waste time. I find out what's going on. I had someone yesterday talking, talking, telling me on the phone. The first time I met him, I said, stop. You cannot breathe. It's on your chest and you're holding your father who passed away and he started crying. So that's what that was. Like I'll get the soul story. I'll get the block. I'll get what it is. Now with relationships and the science of love, it, you know, we are always in relationships to inspire us to grow, mm-hmm. right? I, I That's actually very interesting. I've never heard that before, but yes, I... I well, it's true. You match, you, it's a complete science. You'll, you'll meet, you sometimes marry your mother, your father, you'll marry your issue, but you are, if you, whatever it is you need to heal, you'll find it in your mate. And if you do not take care of it, you'll only find a mate that's the same. Mm. That's the truth of it all. That's just from sitting with people for 20 years and and really seeing what's going on. So it's not about the other person. 
It's just what you manifested to heal what you need to heal, right? So that's how it works. So usually in marriage counseling, well, he did this, she did this, and it goes on, right? Mm -hmm. But it really isn't. It's about go to your own side of the rink and figure out why you manifested this person. What are they, what is it for you? And that can heal something quickly. I'm all about healing quickly. So relationships are an alchemy that inspires you to grow. And then if you really want your soulmate, watch out, because that's when it really gets like, <laughs> okay, you know, all right, you wanted your soulmate. So people come to me and they want to get married. They want to be, okay, get ready, because everything you need to heal is going to come rushing to you now. You'll meet every narcissist you, you, you know, someone who wants to get over narcissism. You'll meet every narcissist until you really heal. That's how it works. So, th- you know, you understand? Yeah. Yes, I do. And I feel I'm just sitting here as I'm saying, listening to you and, and taking in what you said. I feel like you, you, you may have another calling and that's just basically go to every wedding in the world and just give that speech. <laughs> And that way then people understand like, oh, right, this is what I'm getting myself in for. Exactly. Exactly. And I have clients who I've sat with them before they got married. And I said, this is what's going to happen. Let's stop the illusion and the fairy tale. Because there's stages of love. It all looks so great. That's the honeymoon stage, right? And then it gets, you start to light come on, you know, and you start to see. And then you you hit each other and you know, I like guess it, it's getting intense. The problems are shown. And then, you know, are you going to stay or, or run? Are you going to run? There's nowhere to run. No one, we cannot run anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I saw this thing on Facebook a couple of years ago. Like, oh God, about um, July of last year. We're, we're knee deep now in the pandemic. We're knee deep in the lockdown and someone in there. <laughs> I wish I'd saved this. It says one thing you don't see on social media anymore is, She's my everything. He's my he's my soulmate. Because <laughs> they've been locked together for so long. And I, I loved that. Because yeah, you don't see that anymore on there. So. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so, because, because relationships are madness. Yeah. They're chaotic. They'll bring up everything. Yeah. Know that. Again, know that know what know what it's about. Don't be in Cinderella. Oh, the, the guy's going to come and save me. It, it, it's an illusion. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. It's going to be chaos. It's going to, you know, get you on your knees. It's, it's going to bite you. It's going to do everything. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's, that's what's happening. And, you, was- and, and when you know it, you know. And the other thing is, like I say, we're trying to find people that want to be in love. Like, become what you wish to find. Mm-hmm. Make a list and become it. You want respect? Do you respect yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, you want um, honesty. Are you honest? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't find it unless you are it. Right. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. Really, the best you and me is the only, mm-hmm. is the, is the only chance for divine union. Okay, so when people tell me their problems, you gotta you gotta find the patterns, the themes, and the characters that they keep manifesting, and then it becomes so easy to get the map to figure it out. You talk about trauma recovery and and such, and and what have you is you know there are people who have been in you know obviously I mean horribly abusive relationships. I know that exists, and it's it saddens me, but the emotional scars as well as the physical scars. 
I truly believe that they are there to remind you that the past was real. That's interesting. When you want to heal something, you want to transform it. You don't want to keep the issues. That's where spiritual soul healing becomes amazing. Because you want to burn things. Fire. In divine fire. You want to use the story because it serves you. It does. You need it. You have to blame everybody. But then you have to, you got what you got from it. You figured it out. And then you have to burn it. And you have to transform it from caterpillar to butterfly. Mm. That's the journey to change the state. You do not need the story anymore. People are addicted to their stories. That's a third dimensional thing. It doesn't matter anymore. It brought you what you needed. Now you have to get to the gate, bless it, and go into the light of, of who you really are. So the story serves. Now, someone who has a lot of abuse, a terrible childhood story, I've heard it all, means they came and they decided to do a lot in this lifetime. Mm. Because the bottom line is in trauma, not what other people do to us, but what we do to ourselves because of it. It's the loss of self. And when you bring back people to themselves, they understand the pain that that person brought them, but they don't lose their soul over it. Mm-hmm. So in a spiritual level, especially now, a lot of us came in and said, okay, give me all the classes. You know, like medical school, I'll, I'll do it in two years instead of nine or whatever. That's what's going on with sexual abuse spiritually. You came in here and you lost everything. You lost your soul. Now you have to get it back. Crucified or resurrect. That's what it's about. And that perspective is also very helpful mm. with trauma, right? Mm. That we are more than our stories. How do you compartmentalize the stories that you're being told on the regular? I just try to make, it's like a puzzle to me. It's a puzzle. And I try to solve the puzzle. You know, I, I had a lot of clients in 9-11. That was so interesting to me. They came much later. They didn't come right away. They came three, four years later for help. Mm-hmm. So because in trauma, you try to survive. Mm-hmm. And then when you, like even now, what's happening now is we've survived COVID. Mm-hmm. And now the trauma begins. <laughs> Crazy. Because the trauma, <laughs> you, now you're in the next part of it. You now you have to heal it because we've all been affected deeply. Mm-hmm. And plus the L.A. fires, I went on, I was talking a lot about the harm that was done to us in the fires in L.A. It was traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can't keep it locked in the body. You know, you get through the initial horror of it, but then your body says, oh, my God, what I've been through. So they call that PTSD or I've been a lot with Navy SEALs, you know, later on mm-hmm. because we carry things. But when you understand it that way, it's easy to see it as energy and it's understand the power that we have as enlightened beings. I want to switch gears real quick. Um, I would like to you tell us about your incredibly popular YouTube channel. Okay. So, um, Thank you so much for all these questions, Derek. I just really, you know, appreciate the questions. I worked really hard on that YouTube show. Again, I was um, a pioneer 
when I did spiritual issues years ago. I had my first show was Real Women. I won a lot of awards for it. I worked with women, positive role models for women, and life-altering perspectives that can transform our world. No one was doing YouTube at the time. I was on a station, but then I transferred all my uh, uh, my interviews into YouTube. <laughs> it was like revolutionary at the time. It makes me laugh now. Um, but then my next show was... Um, you know, relationships, about relationships. I wanted to, I wanted to always put the most important things, not waste time, and make nuggets. Like if people can just get one or two things and grab it, it could heal, right? Like you you don't need a, like a lot of meditations. You need one, right? You need a modality that works. You don't need everything. So, I wanted to document all the years of sitting with people, and I put it on YouTube. And my books are going to be like that. You know, I've been working on my books. Because mm-hmm. I just, like Francis Bacon wrote a lot of books, he just put what was necessary in some books. That's what I want to do. I want you to be able to walk away with it, and it really be a manual to change. And that's why I did the YouTube. I did about 200 shows. But now I'm working on a new show. Um, I'm always pitching shows, but this one, someone came to me and asked me to create a show. It's called The Spiritual Huntress. And I have a team of investigators where we, kind of like America's Most Wanted, mm-hmm. but it, my team is going to, like I got an exorcist, I got a past life guy, I got a medium, and I have a team of soul investigators. We're going to go in and solve cases. Mm-hmm. So we just shot the pilot on that. So, you know, Again, my dream, whatever way I got to do, just to get out these messages because I'm really here for this time period, you know, like you. I want to take a second and recognize you about something. Um, as I, as you mentioned earlier, um, you've been very well received, uh, a plethora of awards, including and the what's the one I read, uh, the <laughs> Governor's Award Certificate yes. for Women of yes. Wealth, yes, plus uh, Telly Awards for your YouTube. Yeah, uh, as a woman in this industry. You know, you must feel proud to receive such recognition. I'm getting, I actually feel chills right now. Oh. I think, I really do because when I did Real Women, Positive Role Models for Women, and I was helping women with self-esteem and all that, that, that was the great, the greatest. To actually go put tapes in my car, go door to door to, to television stations, please, please, please put this on the air. I used to put bulletin boards, you know, flyers on bulletin boards. It was really a labor of love. So when I got these awards, I was very proud because of what it meant to me to go against. You know, people would laugh at me. I was pitching shows then, too. Oh, nobody wants to see this. And yet I didn't stop. So that's why it makes me proud of that because of what it means to me to be able to go against the grain. To not care what anybody thinks. I still don't. Like, I'll take a do- the doctors on and say, listen, you know, this is past life issue. I'm sorry. You know, this is what it is. I, I you know, to be able to stand up is has been very, very um, rewarding for me. Please tell our audience where they can find you on social media. Well, AudreyHope.com. You know, I also, if someone wants a session, 
you could book it on there. And my YouTube is Audrey Hope Now. And then at the Audrey Hope on Twitter and at the Audrey Hope on the other one, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I end my interviews with my absolute favorite question of the entire show. Mm -hmm. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing that you would like to say to the people of Earth? Mm. Wow. I would say that it's time to have a higher perspective on everything, to look higher and deeper, and to understand that everything is happening for the highest good. I like that. I like that. That's, that's a great answer. I, I get this. Honestly, it's my favorite question. You'd be amazed the the answers I get. They're so thoughtful and so insightful. I love it. That's what they did on the actor's studio. They oh, yeah. asked that question about, you know, yeah, what was that question he asked? Oh, yeah. it was uh, if, oh, uh, if God exists, what would you like him to say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Right. Yeah. I, That's I a love, great question. I yeah. actually, I look up to James Lipton so much. I would, I, I don't want to plagiarize this show because I would love to do the Bernard Pivo questionnaire, but uh, I know I think it'd be a little, it might be a little too, um, oh, well, they've already done that, you know, but uh, yeah, I would, I, one day, you know, it was one of my dreams one day to sit on uh, his couch and be asked that question, my, those questions myself, but obviously alas, it never transpired. Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> All right. Audrey, thank you ever so much for coming on the show. I just had the best time, Derek, and I wish you the best with your dreams. Thank you. And I'm going to just really know that it's going to happen the way that you want it. I'm going to put up some special energy out for you. Oh, that's, I, I Trust me, I can use all <laughs> the help I can get. <laughs> well, you got to keep going because you're just such a special person. You ask amazing questions. You're such thank a deep you. soul. It has been so much fun for me, really. Thank you so much. Thank you. And just like that, we come to the end of episode 18 of the Derek Duvall Show. I want to thank the amazing Audrey Hope for taking the time to stop by our show. The two of us have kept in touch, and she is truly 100% one of the nicest people on the planet. I am really looking forward to episode 19. I have a great guest lined up, and you are going to go nuts if you're a fan of the theater. And yes, that's the only hint I am giving you. Look for that very soon. The power of the future of this show lies directly in your hands. Yes, you, the listener. Do you know someone who would be an amazing guest for the Derek Duvall Show? Go to our website and email us your pitch, and our producer will take a look and see if we can make it work. There are amazing stories out there that are dying to be told, and I want them. With that in mind, and on behalf of the entire production team at The Derek Duvall Show, we say, be well, be kind, and get the damn vaccine. We are so close to getting back to some semblance of normalcy, and yes, I am looking forward to not having to ask the COVID-19 question anymore. Remember, folks, Friends is amazing, and while it would be nice to get a new season, Lisa Kudrow said it best, they would have to undo everything, and that just would not be a lot of fun. But real quick, while I'm thinking of it, yeah, I've always loved that fan theory that the entire show existed only in homeless Phoebe's mind. I think that would have made for a really interesting ending, and it probably would have destroyed everybody's like perception of what the show was. Anyway, but I digress. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time! Planet Earth.
This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.